0: Hello faithful listeners, this is Pastor John Clowater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Thanks for being here, thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead.
1: A reading of Psalms 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Proclaim God's salvation from day to day. Declare God's glory among the nations and God's wonders among all peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised more to be feared than all gods. As for all the gods of the nations, they are but idols. But you, O Lord, have made the heavens' majesties and magnificence are in your presence. Power and splendor are in your sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord honor and power. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due the holy name, bringing offerings and enter the courts of the Lord. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before the Lord, all the earth. Tell it out among the nations. The Lord is king, the one who made the world so firm that it cannot be moved with judgment, the peoples with with equality. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the seas thunder and all that is in it. Let the fields be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the woods shout for joy at your coming. O Lord, for you come to judge the earth. You will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with your truth. The word of the Lord. A gospel reading from the 22nd chapter of Matthew. Christ then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Heretes, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere, and teach the way of God in accordance with truth, and show defiance to no one. For you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a dinars. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, "The emperor's." Then he said to them, "Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's." When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please remain. Amen. Well, grace and peace to you, dear friends in Christ. It's a trap. Maybe not all of you get this reference, but I couldn't help us think of this classic scene from Star Wars when reading our gospel story today. We find Jesus in the temple approached by an unlikely group of folks, a Herod-supporting pro-Roman political group, And a group of anti-Roman occupation Jewish religious people. It's a trap. (laughs) And the setup of the trap is taxes, if you can imagine that. Well, Jesus doesn't seem fooled for a second. He knows they are maliciously putting him to the test and calls them hypocrites in the first words that he says to them. He says, okay, then show me the money that you would pay your taxes with. And they show him a coin with a denarius, a denarius coin with the emperor Tiberius on it. Now these coins, like the coins that Pastor John showed our kids earlier today, uh, would have words on them. And they would literally have something printed like Caesar Augustus Tiberius, son of the divine Augustus which is what this coin says on one side, and on the other, Pontiff Maxim, which you may recognize the word pontiff is something that's used now to refer to the Pope. This title signifies the religious authority held by the Roman emperor. You see what a trap it is? It's a lot more complex than which historical figure's face is on the coin you're holding. Because the money itself proclaims the divinity of the head of the government that made that coin. So Jesus' response to this entrapment is, Give then to the emperor the things that are the emperor's and to God." the things that are God. And all those gathered were amazed or perhaps simply bested in debate and they simply left. It was a mic drop moment. It's hard to know exactly what Jesus hearers would have taken away from his response to this attempted entrapment. Bible scholars and commentators have interpretations across the board on this one, on what Jesus actually meant. It's much debated. It's an often cited story across Christianity. And as I studied this week and contemplated this deep and important question that Jesus poses, what is God's? I kept returning to our psalm reading. This beautiful, poetic song of worship to the God of the universe. Our psalm, Psalm 96, is what's called an enthronement psalm. Meaning it's a psalm that celebrates Yahweh, or the Lord, as a divine king. And this psalm wasn't written by people who were at the top of of their game and having a wonderful time in life. It was written for those living through the Babylonian exile. Future hope. These are folks who are oppressed under a foreign ruler, forced out of their homes, away from the lives that they knew. And yet, if you look at the psalm, it is full of joy, it's full of celebration. It summons us to sing and worship to the Lord, to sing and bless and tell and declare, to praise and ascribe and worship and tremble, for God is amazing. The Lord is one of glory and marvelous works, great and revered maker of heaven's full of honor and majesty, beauty and strength and splendor. God is king and the one who establishes justice on the earth. God is described here in such incredible ways. The psalm even describes the creation itself responding in worship saying, let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. We are called to join in with the whole creation, the whole creation, in rejoicing, exalting, and song. And we are to sing and worship among the nations, among all the peoples, above all idols, as families of the peoples, and throughout all the earth. Now, personally, I love the image of joining in song with the trees of the forest, and hearing the roar of the ocean as joyful applause for God. Can you hear it? If we put these two Bible passages into conversation, this question of what things are God's, and this celebration of who God is, something significant emerges. My mind flips the script and instead asks the question, well, then what is not God's? The seas and the forests are God's. The nations and families are God's. The heavens and the fields and everything that is in them are God's. Our songs are for the Lord. Our proclamation is for the Lord. Our blessings and our worship are for the Lord, who made the heavens and who established the world. What then is not God's? Our song before the sermon so beautifully said it. It's it's your breath in our lungs. Our breath is God's. Our coins are God's. Our time is God's. Our love is of God. The great Archbishop Desmond Tutu said it beautifully. There is nowhere that the writ of God does not run, for everything belongs to him. Caesar must be accorded what is appropriate for him, and God must have all, including Caesar's domain. Otherwise, there would be a part of the universe of life that did not fall under God's control. So when Jesus' enemies plot to entrap him, he responds simply, give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's and to God the things that are God's. And today, our psalm invites us to respond to God with our songs and our worship, our blessings, and telling of the great things that God has done for us. Won't you join me, and the heavens, and the seas, and the fields, and the trees of the forest? Let us sing for joy before the Lord. Amen.